Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining. Today's guest is very unique. She used to be a conventional allopathic medical doctor. Now she's strictly practicing integrative um, medicine. So we want to hear more about what that means and how she does it and how she has an incredible success rate. I know she's close to 100% in one to three sessions. So it's just really amazing. And her name is Dr. Elsa Ragdi, and she's from uh, Toronto. Hello, Dr. Elsa, and thank you and welcome to my podcast. Hi there. It's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Elsa, you are doing some magic. So tell us a little bit about how this magic is coming. Tell us about what made you leave the conventional allopathic medicine and to come to this integrative medicine and what you are doing and how you are having all this success. Sounds lovely. So yeah, I started out um, as a clinical psychologist and then I went to get my medical degree. And I realized throughout my practicum that really, I wasn't really healing anything. It seemed that we were just masking symptoms or suppressing symptoms. Nobody seemed to really understand the root cause of most of the chronic and inflammatory diseases, uh, even cancer. They always just say it's hereditary. And I quickly came to realize that that just can't be true because nature has a natural way of healing. It always finds homeostasis. It likes equilibriums and balance. So something must have gone astray. Uh, so I left uh, conventional medicine and started studying quantum physics and epigenetics and psychoneuroimmunology, finished uh, neuroscience as well. And really what these new fields were teaching us is that the mind controls the body. It's the physiological aspect is always directed by the brain, but the brain actually takes direction from the mind. While a lot of people do believe that the mind is an epiphenomena of brain, that's actually been proven incorrect in the last 30 years. And we know that the mind drives everything in our physiology to the extent that we can teach people how to actually regulate and manage their autonomic nervous system, which was once believed completely impossible. It's automatic. It's in our subconscious. You can't direct it. You can't control it. But that's completely untrue because when you learn how to control it, that's when all the magic happens. Now you're addressing areas in your subconscious mind. And that's where the magic is, our subconscious mind, which literally directs 95% of who we are in a day. We're conscious less than 5% in our day. We pretty much run on habits and routines that are inbuilt like programs. And we call them beliefs. But these beliefs reside in our subconscious mind. You can't access it from a normal waking state. 
So we, when we talk about conscious versus subconscious, we're talking about brain waves. This is very scientifically validated. So it's not pseudoscience. We're talking about brain waves and we're talking about heart rate variability. These two really direct our subconscious mind. When you're sitting in different brainwave frequencies, you can in fact find root causes of illnesses by addressing belief patterns that direct thoughts. And then these thoughts end up creating molecules of emotion. That's another thing people don't seem to understand is they believe that emotions are these just things that happen to you and you just feel them. But emotions at the end of the day are nothing more than molecules. They're neurochemicals that you feel as sensations in the body. And when you label it, now it's an emotion. Labeling something creates an association. So again, it always comes back to the mind. When you're thinking negative thoughts, which we know from psychological statistical facts that 70% of the time, if not more, people are in a state of chronic stress thinking negatively. These chemicals that you're producing with each of these thoughts and feelings ends up downregulating your genes and causing a certain protective mechanism in the body. So you never actually have cellular repair and healing. You're constantly in a state of stress, which is your sympathetic fight or flight mode. So you don't, when you're in that state, when you're in the sympathetic mode, your body is not expending energy to heal or repair anything. It thinks there's imminent danger for your body. So it's using every method possible to direct energy and resources to help save your physical body, which means you're not healing, you're not repairing anything, you're not, um, you're not doing any good for yourself. At the end of the day, you end up with chronic and inflammatory diseases. And over time, you end up with cancer, because cancer in itself is just a downregulated gene. Dr. Elsa, you said cancer is a downregulated genes. At the same time, a lot of people, our family members, they have heart disease, cancer, stroke, respiratory diseases, and they're thinking they are healing because they are taking the medicine, they are going to the doctor, but they are not really healed, right? If they're really healed, that means they're not depending on pharmaceuticals and they are out of that disease. That's right. So a common misconception that still holds true with so many, but is completely disproven is the idea of genetic hereditary. Less than 1% of diseases and illnesses out there are in fact related to genetic hereditary issues. Things like sickle cell anemia, for instance, that's considered an actual hereditary issue. It's something you're born with and it's usually in utero. So you come out with something like that. So less than 1% has anything to do with hereditary. There is no such thing really as a cancer gene. It manifests later, so you can see it, but you're not inheriting a cancer gene from your parents, nor are you inheriting a heart disease gene. These things manifest because you're in a state of chronic stress. You're in fight or flight. So you're down-regulating genes and the cells themselves don't have time to repair because they're expending energy to save your body from imminent threats, which are honestly imaginary because most of the stress we face today is, you know, not related to a tiger chasing us like it was, you know, a few hundred or thousand years ago, it has to do with our imagination. You know, you're thinking of worst case scenarios most of the time and trying to predict and control outcomes that leads to chronic stress, 
when you're in a state of chronic stress, your body, your physiology starts to fall apart because of the neurochemicals that you're constantly bombarding your body with. So what we know is that even if you do a gene testing and you find that there is a possibility that you actually looks like you have a gene related to cancer, that means you're vulnerable to it. It means that so far your lifestyle, your lifestyle includes what you're eating, drinking, how you're thinking being the most important thing, uh, your social circle, your interactions, everything. That's what matters. Your lifestyle has led you to downregulate certain genes and express other ones, upregulate other ones, which in this case would be negative. So you can absolutely control this and change it. This is the field of epigenetics. Epigenetics tells us that the mind controls the genes. Epi literally means above, above the gene. So we know this because we also have fields of psychoneuroimmunology and psychoneuroendocrinology. Both of these literally mean the mind's controlling the brain and the brain's directing the body because yes, the brain does direct the body through the central nervous system, but the brain receives its information and understanding through perceptions. And the perceptions, those are beliefs. These are mind-related. They're not tangible, <laughs> but they are completely a part of our physiology. At the end of the day, if you control your mind, you control your physiology. And we know this to be true. Over the last 30 years, we have longitudinal data that actually proves all this. But again, it's not taught in mainstream science or schools. And when you're taking pharmaceutical medicines or really any form of a drug, at the end of the day, that's a poison to the cell. If it's synthetic, the body doesn't recognize it. It's the same idea people have with food-like substances, which are junk food. Junk food is synthetic. When, and, and we all know for the most part that if you eat bad food, you end up getting sick. Well, if you pop a synthetic drug, you also end up getting sick because you end up with a list of extreme side effects, which are, by the way, direct effects, not side effects, because these are poisons. When you ingest one thing, trying to control one system in the body, it's going to cascade and affect every other system because it's not, the body is one open system. They all affect each other. They're all interacting and talking. You cannot just find one system and be like, I'm just going to hit the kidneys this time, or I'm just going to hit the respiratory system. Whatever you put in your body is going to affect your whole body. A hundred trillion cells are all getting affected now. <laughs> Dr. Elsa, I love it. You said uh, mind control, mind body. I just want to share a quick story that I had this patient. Um, she has so many digestive issues from SIBO to everything. She has gone to all the doctors, all the supplements, all the testing. And they're like, you know what? It's been passed down to you. You just got to deal with it. You just got to go gluten-free or whatever, whatever. And literally, she healed herself in a day by doing uh, subconscious reprogramming. Doc Tulsa, so how do you tell someone with a heart disease or cancer or stroke or respiratory diseases that it's in their belief system and in order to completely heal that they got to look inside the subconscious mind? Well, you know, this is actually, you know, I find that to be usually the hardest part because changing belief systems, people try to do this every day. When you're trying to see a typical psychologist or psychiatrist or even a medical doctor, they're always working with a conscious mind. They're just talking to you like you and I are right now. 
And they expect that over time, you're going to change your behavior. But the behavior is at the end of the day, the output, it's just the output of the root cause, which is your belief system, the beliefs cannot be accessed through conscious talking. This is why cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't really work. And we know this, you can use it in a subconscious state. To get into a subconscious state, you do need to change your brain waves. So when you and I are talking right now, we're sitting in beta. Now, what we want to do is go all the way down to theta. Theta is the subconscious mind. And it's literally, it's that feeling you get when you first wake up, you're kind of half asleep, half awake. That's theta. Your body is, it literally feels asleep. It, you cannot feel it, but your mind is active. And that's, that's the subconscious mind. That is where your belief systems are actually held. And we know this, we, we actually have done spec scans to show how the brain actually changes just from accessing subconscious versus conscious. So we know this to be true. When people come to see me, and the majority of people who come to see me are the ones who in fact are you know, told by MDs or psychiatrists, well, there's no cure for this. We, you're gonna be on these pills forever or or some of my cancer patients were like told, you know, you only have a few months to live and, you know, just make your peace. And they're not ready. They're just like, no, there has to be something. What caused this in the first place? And these people heal. These people heal when we go into this, I call it, it's like when you change your brain waves, you, you're going from beta and then you're going sliding down into alpha. Now you're hitting theta. You do this through meditation or hypnosis. And these are not pseudosciences. These are, in fact, very verified sciences. They're, all it means is you're changing your brainwave frequency and you're changing your heart rate variability. When your heart and your brain are calm and in a very specific, coherent state, you're accessing a very different part of the mind. This is where everything, this is where your autonomic nervous system actually resides. That's, you know, that's taking care of your breathing, your blinking, your blood pressure, your vasodilations. This is stuff you're not even conscious of, but it's happening every second. So that's the part that we actually need to access. And so when we're, I guide you through this, you know, breathing pattern that'll allow you to at least change your heart rate variability. When we start with the breath, it's a lot easier for people than to just start with a different, like a, a hardcore meditation, because most people in chronic stress can't shut off their mind that quickly to enter a meditative state easily. So if we focus on the breath and allow our breathing to help guide the brain waves, it forces you into the subconscious. And once you're there, you have access to everything that's ever happened to you. The subconscious mind is like a, a record that just is constantly on from, you know, being in utero to your current state. It's just the record player. So you can always go back, rewind and access, well, what, ha what has happened to lead me to be here now? <laughs> I love it, Dr. Elsa. Dr. Elsa, if someone want to get naturally healed, find the body's homeostasis, What's, and get guidance from you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, you know, the easiest way is probably to find me on LinkedIn uh, because there you'll see, you know, my email address and even my phone number, I believe, is on there. And just send me a note. Let me know what's going on and what you'd like to, 
to work on. At the end of the day, I can tell you, because this is verified, the World Health Organization, even the CDC, but you can look this up for yourself. 95% of all diseases and illnesses are in fact stress related. Stress is what causes the dysfunction in the body. So at the end of the day, heart disease and cancer are the primary ones we know are stress. These are stress induced. Your, your body cannot repair itself and cannot heal if you're chronically stressed and worried or depressed. And if you're negative, you're in that sympathetic fight or flight. You're protecting yourself. So if you're protecting yourself, you can't protect yourself and try to heal and repair and create at the same time. They're complete opposites. Okay, Elsa, for our takeaway, my going, um, going away note today is a quote. I love this quote. Uh, this is me and you. It's, uh, it says, the healer is not someone you go to heal you. It is that person capable of awakening in you, your own conscious so that you heal yourself. I love that. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what you are doing. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate the guidance uh, and sharing your message with, uh, with everyone today. Thank you so much. I, I love that quote. It's very true. I mean, at the end of the day, no pill and no doctor can heal you. At the end of the day, healing is not just a physical issue. It's the mind. It's holistic. You use your mind and your body at the same time to heal. And when you can control your mind, you will literally change your physical body. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast, please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve, people who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast at and through my social media.